0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, um, Ash has concluded. What a, what a five-test series it has been. Um, and we are joined now by Ali Martin. He's a wonderful cricket writer for The Guardian in the United Kingdom. And Ali, welcome in. Uh, I'd, I'd have to start off by saying, if you're a Stuart Broad fan, it couldn't have finished any better.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's a good few of those in the Oval today, I can tell you, probably about 25,000. What an incredible career. I mean, uh, I've just filed my match report, and I think my intro is something along the lines. Did we really think Stuart War was going to sail off into the sunset quietly? Absolutely no chance. Um, you know, it was very much Chris Wokes in Monon Alley who won the game on the day, but there was always it was always set up for a little bit of broad magic at the end. And he delivered uh, an amazing way to end his Test career. Six hundred and four Test wickets. Uh, I think that's one hundred and fifty-three wickets against Australia, which is higher than any other bowler in history. And yeah, what a player! What you know? What a what a career forged in the white heat of Ashes cricket.
0: Was there any inkling um, leading up to this Test that this announcement was going to be made uh, that he was packing it up?
1: Um, I don't think so not, especially other than, you know, those thoughts sort of naturally kind of percolate when guys do get into their sort of mid to late thirties by the same token, we've obviously got a guy who plays for England in Jimmy Anderson. He's four years older and he's determined to plow on. So you thought you always had it in the back of your mind, wondering whether this would, this would be it for the big two, but uh, uh, it's just the big one. Now one of them's plowing on and the other one has uh, decided to call time. And, you know, with a, uh, a young kid, he's just become a father in the last year um, and having pretty much had a love affair with the Ashes his whole life. Um, yeah, you look back and it, it's one of those where it's a surprise, but then you very quickly realise it's, it's not at all.
0: Now, I know you've just written your match report on the fifth test, but you could probably write a book on this Ashes series. It's just such a a beautiful historical uh, sporting encounter, um, very, very much jealous, I think, other sporting codes of the history that this Ashes provides. But it took a bit of a different turn with the intro- introduction of a new coach and the introduction of a new captain for the English cricket side. Um, how do you surmise this version of the Ashes?
1: Yeah, well, I think if I attempt to write a book right now after this series, I'll probably keel over, but um, <laughs> there is one out there. <laughs> There is actually one that is being worked on at the moment by a couple of my uh, press box colleagues and Nick Holt and Lawrence Booth who are sort of tracking the kind of what what has been dubbed the basketball revolution and, and you're right it really has been a revolution and I think um, you know people will obviously reflect on this series be very disappointed that England didn't regain the urn um, but over the last 18 months the cricket that uh, spokes in the column the players have been playing under those two and under their, under their leadership to go from you know, that horror run of one, one test win in 17 to, I think this is what now, their 13th victory in charge today. Um, you know, it, it has been transformative. And ultimately, with pretty much the same set of players. And that does really point back to leadership, man management, environment, culture. And they're all things that have been turned around uh, by Stokes and McCullum.
0: From a million miles away, the, the Bears ball phenomenon, um, and don't take offence at this, it's, it's very un English, um, is the approach <laughs> that it's taken. But the players have taken it, and from what I've seen, the cricket fans and the English public, they've taken to it as well.
1: They certainly have. I mean, having said that, I mean, it is, it is slightly decisive, uh, divisive, rather. there are, You know, there are people that don't necessarily like the way they. Go about things that don't probably don't like some of the talking that goes on, some of the sort of evangelical saving test cricket, those kind of very lofty aims that, that the guys have. And I think that that gets a few noses up, but um, yeah, nevertheless, I mean, it's it it, it has changed the way that uh, English cricket goes about it. And it's and it's actually, if you look back on the recent history of English cricket and where the success has come, it has often required an outsider to come in and shake things up, I, I'm thinking back to Kevin Pearson in 2005. I'm thinking back to the coaching of Andy Flower from Zimbabwe. I'm thinking back to, you know, uh, Owen Morgan, you know, Irish born coming in as England captain and, and, and along with Trevor Bayliss, an Australian, creating a revolution. Sometimes in English cricket, which is a place, as you say, with sort of natural conservatism when it comes to cricket, sometimes it needs an outsider to come in and inject fresh ideas, fresh energy um, and that's certainly been the case uh, with McCullum.
0: Who were the standouts for you for England? Because it was teetering uh, early stage in the Ashes. Um, Aussie were a hoop. Uh, we were all hoping that Bears and, and Stokesy, a couple of good Kiwi lads, uh, were going to right the, <laughs> right the ship. What what changed the fortunes? Do you think? Well,
1: I mean, the series sort of seemed to swing on the on the on the reaction to that thumping of Johnny Bairstow by Alex Carey at Laws, that really changed the atmosphere. Obviously England went 2-0 down but that headingly test that followed up and it's probably it's probably the, the, that lit a fire under the England team but also in terms of the personnel the fresh energy that came into the side in, in Chris Wokes and Mark Woods. Chris Wokes has actually just walked off uh, from the presentation this evening as both man of the match and player of the series for England as well and you know, I think it probably is those two guys that did kind of rejuvenate the campaign. And there have been stumbling blocks along, along the way. You know, people have spoken about Australia losing Nathan Lyon, which obviously is a big loss for them. But equally, England lost Jack Leach on the, on, on the eve of the series as well to injury. Moen Ali got a text message from Ben Stokes. It, it read Asher's question marks, to which Moen replied, lol. Um, but very quickly, he decided, "Yeah, I'm going to reverse my Test retirement. I'm going to come back." And you know, he's not had a, a, an incredible campaign, but there has been some great contributions from him. He's selflessly moved up to number three in the batting order um, and put on two century stands. He took the key wickets of Smith and Lavishain in heading him, which really turned that Test match around. And then today, um, yeah, he's taken he's taken three wickets. And he was the guy that kind of sparked the Australian collapse uh, after tea today uh, when he got the wicket of Travis Head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's guys like that. And that's, that, is, that kind of goes back to what we're talking about with McCullum and Spokes. These are, you know, this is an old England team. There's only three players in this England team under 32. It's, it's, it's really a case of leadership having rejuvenated and in some cases eked out the final performances from guys that are very swiftly going to be walking off the stage and making way for
0: others Yeah, You've mentioned the ageing nature of that English side Uh, Stuart Broad going Uh, Mo and Ali will he hang around Um, a few of the other older guys uh, Jack Leach with his injury Jimmy Anderson over 40 the future for Mm. England cricket looks like what to you Ali?
1: Um, well, I mean, there's going to be a massive drop off. I think the last the attack that England have picked in the last three games has got over 2,000 test between them. I think that's a record for a, for one team taking a field. So, there's a huge amount of experience and um, success that is that will be making way over time. Um, I guess we're looking to the future. We're looking to guys like Ollie Robinson, who was a bit of a bit part role in this series, struggled a bit with fitness and. And form, but but he's a very talented guy and he really should come again. Like watching his Stuart Boards, you know, test career and how it's ended, that you'd like to think that that would inspire a player like him. Josh Tung played bowl very well at Lords when he came in and was very unlucky not to be picked there after England, staying loyal with Jimmy Anderson, but you think his time was to come. Ollie Pope was out the series with a dislocated shoulder um, at at Lords as well, um, and he's a hugely talented. Uh, promising young player. He's had a lot of test caps so far, and but we're just starting to potentially see the best of him. You know, there are guys coming through. I think I think I go back to what McCullum said when he took the job and it's a line he keeps saying when, uh, whenever we have our press conferences with him, that he is always taken aback by the amount of depth in English cricket uh, in terms of talent. And I guess coming from somewhere like New Zealand where you've got about 120 professional players. In England, there's about 400. And so there is a depth there. um but ultimately, they are also going to be looking pretty much for players that fit the template. So that's guys that they're looking at guys with high strike rates and guys who seize big moments. They're not necessarily looking for the kind of consistency. And you've only got to look at someone like Zach Crawley as an example of that. The guy averages about 30 in first-class cricket. But, um, you know, he just missed out on top run scorer for this series. And that 189 he scored in Manchester was kind of baseball in excelsis. And that all pretty much came from his bat. So they're the kind of guys that they'll be looking to um, to come through. Um, there is a big gap now, actually. England we've got about six months without Test Cricket. We've just got the World Cup at the end of the year. There's a five Test Series in, in India in January and February next year. Um, but it's it's uh, we're pretty much a year away from the next home Test match. So there's a bit of time for them to have a think. Um, and who knows whether Jimmy Anderson really will plow on like he says he wants to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's a, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of time for a bit of planning on that front, I think.
0: Absolutely brilliant, Elliot. Uh, thanks for joining us at this late hour for you over there in the UK. Really enjoyed the chat. Uh, go well, and I'd love to catch up again at some stage.
1: No worries. Uh, yeah, great chat.